Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. More than just words of wisdom, it's words of wisdom. In more than a year of producing this twice-monthly podcast, we featured a number of these words of wisdom segments. It's where we get a better understanding and a better appreciation of a legal matter with some help from someone at Ward's Lawyers. And this segment coming up was so compelling, and it, it really was one of my favorites, that it merited two parts. It's about wrongful dismissal and what that really means, because let's face it, many of us think we understand it, but we really don't. Part one was featured in episode 15 of the Advocate podcast. Now here's part two, which was originally featured in episode 27. Here, lawyer Jason Ward explains in really clear, relatable language, how the human element plays out for the employee, the employer, and the judge in this kind of dispute. I started out by asking Jason, just how often is there cause for wrongful dismissal? I'm fairly forthright with people about whether I think there's cause or not. I'll be honest with you, probably less than 10% of the cases have cause. Uh, it's a very high threshold in Ontario to establish cause to terminate. Sympathies lie with employees in courtrooms. Uh, that's still the case. Judges are still sympathetic to employees over employers, generally speaking. Um, so if there's any interpretation, any ambiguity, any um, facts that haven't been proven, generally the court will side in favor of the employee uh, in terms of what is the truth, what really happened here, uh, if, if, if things just can't be proven. So you've always got to be mindful of that, that there is still inherently a sympathetic or an empathetic ear of, of a judge to an employee who's been terminated, particularly somebody who's been terminated after a couple of decades with financial obligations at home, who was abruptly let go. Let me, let me say it this way, of all the employer clients that I have, and they all bring cause cases to me, they all bring cases to me that say, here's my evidence, I've done these meetings, I've done this progressive discipline, they filled out these forms acknowledging their mistakes. Fewer than 10% of the cases do I advise the client at that early stage, oh, you've got a clear case of cause, fire them with no severance. Very few cases do I give that advice. It does exist. And if proper progressive discipline techniques have been adopted by the employer, I may give the opinion that we've, we've satisfied the cause obligation, but very few cases do I do that. So the lesson there is employers really have to make sure they've checked off all those boxes. You want to fire for cause, you have to go through a specific progressive discipline process that will uphold and withstand scrutiny by a judge who's going to be sympathetic to the employee at the end of the day. Well, you mentioned that earlier on too about how, how the judge can sway uh, his or her decision. Um, how much control do they have in that? Because I'm just thinking when you're preparing that case, and I'm sure you're thinking, okay, we might get this judge, especially in Cortha Lakes where there's a limited number of judges. Yeah. How much sway can that judge have in, uh, in the arbitration? Well, the in law is fairness. At the end of the day, the law is just, justness and fairness. So sometimes judges know what they want to do, know what they think the fair outcome is, and will meander and find a way to get there depending on what the evidence is. And every judge will find a different way to meander, won't they? Yeah, judges are humans, right? They, they perceive and they formulate in their mind what's a fair and just outcome to this case. Was there cause, was there not? What's a reasonable severance? Every case is different. Every case you look at individual factors about how much compensation somebody should get for being wrongfully terminated. Um, but judges at the end of the day try to come up with a fair and just outcome. And if there's no cause, then the exercise becomes one of mathematics. How much pay in lieu of notice should this person be awarded based on all these myriad of factors? In your experience, Jason, um, we're in a small community. This is where you grew up. We are all connected one way or, or another, a couple of de degrees of separation. 
as you mentioned, you have clients who are employers and some of them who are employees. In your experience, what impact can winning a case for the employee have on future employment for that individual? It's irrelevant. A, it doesn't happen in the community. Uh, while our community is not large, it's not small enough that that, types of, that type of arrangement ripples around and causes people prejudice on finding new positions. I don't see it in this community, except for the rare exceptions. Very industry specific. If you're moving from one business to another because they're the only two businesses in town who may do this type of business, maybe then you might have an issue if, you're, if the former business fired you for an allegation of cause. That may impact you. But by the time wrongful termination lawsuits are over, which is two to three years on average, people are working long in advance of that at other positions. Uh, and so usually it's never an issue. And we forget. And we forget. You know, and most people, as distressing and shocking and upsetting as it is to be wrongful terminated, 95% of the cases, two years down the road, people reflect on it and go, that was probably the best thing to have happened to me. I mean, statistically, 80% of these cases settle without court. Very, uh, you know, some cases go to court, and I do go to court on wrongful terminations, but uh, often the cases settle after negotiations. So it's, it's not that common that a wrongful termination case escalates to the point of the Superior Court of Justice. It does, and I've got a number of cases on the go in court about wrongful termination, but I also settle greater than 50% of the cases before litigation becomes necessary. Um, and that's in everyone's interest. By the time you factor in the legal expenses, the time, the stress, the anxiety of a wrongful termination case... Nobody wins. So you're really pushing the employer and the employee to sit down at a table like this and work it out. Settlement before litigation is generally in the interest of both parties to the dispute. My thanks to Jason Ward of Ward's Lawyers, official sponsor of the Advocate Podcast, Stories from Kawartha Lakes. If you have a legal matter that needs to be addressed, reach out to Jason and Carissa Ward and their team at wardlegal.ca.